follow it. And we are rolling back again with another GVO podcast. The Good Vibes Only podcast. I'm here, your host, Nathan. I'm here with one of my boys, my (laughs) Habibi. Yeah, we'll call him Habibi for tonight. (laughs) Cedric, Cedric is his name for the viewers. Happy to be here, Bruce. Yeah, you'll, you'll hear about him around. You know? <laughs> and uh, so, this guy, we were talking about what we see as our favorite country. Like, we t- just talked about traveling and stuff because I don't know, we, we started with Scotland, we ended up in fucking. Italy. Yeah, Italy. literally Italy in a small town in Italy. Don't ask, we talk a lot. <laughs> and pretty much, okay. What do you think is the prettiest town like in Italy? If you need to say. The prettiest town. Italy is such a charm, you know, as a country, there's so many specific things. I'll tell you my favorite city in Italy. It's by far Cortona. It's called Cortona, and it's in the north, in the region of Tuscany. Uh, I've been there because it's on a hill, and it's like a town that's on a hill and surrounded by some sort of fortress, and it's their own little community at the top. And I remember going there with like my cousins, and some of the ambiance there was incredible. The food was amazing. The wine, the spritz. The whole summer heat and vibe was... Oh, peak. it sounds I beautiful. I've met some nice people there and... Oh, yeah. Even the guy that, you know, who was renting us his Airbnb was actually South African. What? No he way. Left, he, left, he left South Africa because Johannesburg was getting too dangerous and he got his whole family in, uh, in Italy. And I guess he got some heritage from old family members. And yeah, he's turning it into an Airbnb. But man, That's having that place cool. in Cortona, yeah. I, I would love to, so I just talked to him. I'm actually doing Rome very soon. Really? Yeah, and I'm so excited. Fucking Rome, Rome is beautiful. Rome is be- From the, the little bit of Italy I actually saw, mm-hmm. I would say Florence was beautiful. Florence was amazing. Yeah. So, so I did Venice, Rome, and uh, Florence. And... Uh, I must say, I loved Florence. I loved Florence. Yeah, yeah. My dad, actually, I mean, not my dad. I would love to come back because I'm a huge fan of their leather jackets. It's famous for that. Firenze, even its beauty and its architecture and its history, it's so rich. And the city's just so beautiful. Even the food's good there. It's, oh man. You have to go at least try. I haven't been to Rome. I've been to Rome like what, once? But it was, it was when I was so small. There's not much I could have, you know, seen at least. Exactly what I also feel. Because I know Rome is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But when I did it, I can't really actually remember. I was like 13 or something. Obviously, I wasn't just watching. I can't remember Rome properly, if I could say it like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I would love to go back and actually see it. <laughs> you're you going to eat good, though. You're going, what, December 16th? Is that for your Christmas as well? No, it's... <laughs> so, I'm just... Yeah. I just need to do this, but I plan really well. Uh-huh. See. Okay, listeners, can I tell you... Can I tell you a life lesson? 
We are really high now, but life listen. <laughs> Guys, fucking plan well. Plan well. If you get good in planning, you can do whatever you want to. But I mean, in a way that you, if you know you want to do something, you commit to it. Yeah. Not have that to. time. It's not have to. When you have, when you should be doing this, and you have to do it. Yeah, obviously, you're gonna find time for it. But it needs to be flexible. Is that what you're getting at? Yes, I like. So I believe you shouldn't plan your. You shouldn't plan your weeks uh-huh. like your. You shouldn't plan day to day. Plan for a week, because, see. If you plan a set schedule for today, like, bro, shit happens. Yeah. Shit happens. Shit does happen. Yeah, so, and sometimes the shit is worth it. Worth every second. I mean, we literally had this pub crawl, like, Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, my soul. That I wish was I was there. The way you bro. explained it to us. Bro, so our university... They're actually really cool because it's really... <laughs> so, listeners, Cedric is in, in a different university than I am. Uh-huh. But... Um, the better one, huh? Uh, not better in parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not better uh, in yeah. parties. I can't debate you on that. So, I say the party was popping. <laughs> like, it was so much fun. Like, everyone, it was a Christmas party. Mm. And our Christmas party was pretty much that, okay, you need to have a, like, a Christmas something on. Some of these guys pulled up with hats that were, like, two meters, like, uh, no, like, a meter tall. It was huge. Listeners, what you can't see is, it's, like, he literally stacked toilet papers in the inside of the hat and put it on, and that's what kept it up straight. But he looks, it was so funny. <laughs> you, you couldn't miss him. Yeah. You couldn't miss him. And like, uh, pretty much everyone just got really smashed. We ended up in a bar. And then like, we had a rule that if you blow the whistle, everyone needs to drop down. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, the, everyone just <laughs> drops. <laughs> but you just sit. You just need to sit. Because if you, if you don't sit, Last, you need to sing. Did you sing? No, I didn't. I didn't even try to go sing? Yeah, I I think I freeze up in the moment. I think I freeze... Even when you're drunk, you wouldn't sing a a little song or something? I think I don't know what to think about because I'm just thinking about... So So when you go to to karaoke, what's your song of choice? No, but... Okay. Okay, karaoke... You can just give me anything. I will sing for it. I'll seriously. I fucking love karaoke. But only when I'm in the karaoke mindset. You know? What does that, what does that even mean? That just means fun, doesn't it? <laughs> it depends on the situation. Okay. I don't want to sing every time. Like, for karaoke, yes, I'll sing. But for fucking in the bar, chilling with the boys, yeah. watching rugby... I Unless it's the national anthem. Ooh, but that then I'm allowed to sing because everyone is singing. Yeah, yeah, You know, all the South Africans, they are majority of us that just sing to a fucking TV. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, let's go. 
Yeah, yeah, but like, what would you choose for karaoke? I got mine. Tell me. I would mine, love to. Mine's a song like I've been listening for years and pretty much the lyrics are stirred in my brain. It's Viva La Vida from Coldplay. Ooh. That is a pretty, that is a pretty fucking beautiful song. I I would always say, uh, and I need you. That is what I would call. I know exactly, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I don't even have the title. I, same, same. That is the problem. I know what I would like to sing, but yeah, can't remember the name. I really should have names. Oh my God. Terrible, <laughs> terrible. Are you going back to South Africa for Christmas? I might. I might. What do you but mean? Might. I be, thought... be, before that, I want to talk about something. Guys, this was... I don't know how it just popped in my head, <laughs> but I just knew I needed to talk about someone about this. It's so interesting. So, today on the bus, I was just right, like in the bus chilling, and this guy just pulls out like, you know, just on the bus, I'm standing and he pulls out the, um, his phone and he's FaceTiming someone. But he's not speaking, he's just using his hands for the, like, just using his hands and like communicating. But it didn't look like sign language like you would expect, you know, where you have that solid round fingers. Yeah. Well, you, you, would, would, you would need both your hands for some Exactly. Uh -huh. You would just like... I. This is such a topic I need to say when you need to see what I'm saying. But anyway, you would just use random like ways to communicate. You know, it, it, it made sense. Uh -huh. And I was wondering, yo, Cedric, where do you think does... Where do you think the sign language come from? Wow. Uh, man, I don't think there is a specific one country. Maybe even it'd be easier to just Google it. But if I had to guess, I mean, we've been talking even before I'm guessing we had this language, right? We must have used like hand signs for communication. Exactly. I, I think exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Somehow we needed to like as when we were like monkey people, you know, we needed to be like, okay, because think about it. Like, we needed to hunt in groups. Yeah. We needed to hunt in groups. And if you didn't have like, if we couldn't speak, how else would you communicate exactly. other than hands? Exactly. Maybe some growling or making some noise, but not specific sentences. These guys were fucking with spears running around killing like animals in groups uh -huh. so you are telling me they were just oh, oh. <laughs> just grunting no they were like pointing throw boy go throw you have the shot <laughs> but i'm guessing even the hand signs that they had it's an obvious but they're probably not using it with the hand signs that we have today because even you'll have gestures with your hands that will communicate one letter but you can't create a word with just the hand signs every time, right? There are specific hand signs that communicate a specific object, a specific okay. thing, a specific feeling, because you're not going to spell it out with your fingers, right? Yes. That would be too long. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I, I understand what you so mean. So what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is that there must have been a consensus 
for all the countries to use the same like hand sign language because have you ever heard of a hand sign language that's in Chinese? There's no such thing, is there? It, it's just universal. It that's just what got I'm saying. To the point where it's universal. So it must have been it must have been agreed upon sometime where they were like, okay, this is the alphabet for every hand signs. You'll have a specific letter, but here are some specific words, kind of like characters in Mandarin. One drawing would be a specific object. A specific feeling and if you put them together it could create actually a sentence maybe this is the same with the hands wow i'm sky high <laughs> <laughs> no actually i read up about this uh wait uh we'll put it we'll put you on here i'm really loud and yeah that's just what i do <laughs> uh, yeah right. and uh no i actually read up about it so the Sign language uh -huh. was introduced in the 16th century. 16th, really? 16th century, mm -hmm. where this guy was like, okay, this is how we need to, we need to get a system in this. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a physician from Italy. Obviously, Italy. You know how the Italians make that, like, that pointy finger? Oh, <laughs> yeah. you know? Well, 16th century, that must have been, that must have been the Renaissance. Yeah, Italy was, it was Italy's golden age. Golden Age, yeah, Da Vinci. What did you? What? What? Well, the, the, you know the period of Renaissance and no, I actually don't. It's as soon as it's the it's signal it signifies the end of the Middle Ages before, which was castles, knights, and now it became a little bit more open to back to the ancient Greeks and like oh you know rediscovering of science, of arts. That's yeah, that's really? That's Leonardo da Vinci, yes. Da Vinci, that's Donatello, that's Raphael, all the artists that came from, you know, Italy. And uh that is revolutionary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look at the da, da Vinci's fucking ideas. It was it was amazing. It was too far ahead in its time. They say they say there's a specific type of personality, I mean, a specific type of person that would make this much impact. And Leonardo da, Leonardo da Vinci is that guy that only exists every 400 years. You know, Do you think Elon Musk is like that in our time at the moment? I mean, he's probably on his way. Maybe, not to, the, maybe not to the level of Da Vinci. Only time will tell, but... No, he's, okay. It's different times. You can't compare yeah, yeah, them. You can't compare, but... Like, Renaissance, the, the mindset was different. Yeah, The mindset was, was different. It, it was... I wouldn't say a lot less complicated. It must have been. It, yeah. Life is always complicated. Mm -hmm. Please tell me those fuckers didn't have problems. Obviously, I they had problems. They yeah, yeah. But I like. Yeah, I think it's just. Where did we start? <laughs> you were asking about the sign so language. sign language. Yeah, so the sign language comes from there, and this guy decided that yo, what's up? Let's get like an orderly structure, you know, that people can understand what's going on. Uh -huh. And then he just started like creating this how you should speak it. But it only catched on in 1755 when this guy in Paris, sorry, my, I'm so shit with names. I wish I could say the names, but anyway. He's probably a French guy. Probably couldn't remember. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, please. I looked at all those spellings and letters and I'm like, nah. <laughs> I'm not even trying to remember this. Some of the names in South Africa are the same. Like, you, you name them so easily when you see them on TV, but I'm like, wait, how did you say that? Oh, okay. 
but it's because we have completely different dialogue, yeah. like so much different. But um, no, so he opened the first dev school, and that's how it got grown on from the previous guys in world. Paris. In Paris, wow, yes. in Paris, that's crazy. Europe, so Europeans were the first ones to like set it in stone. Yeah, they were the first ones that like, uh-huh. yeah, let's all converge and just fucking yes. You know what I've always thought, like, you, you can't, what's it called? You can't hear, right? That's one disability. Now imagine if you're deaf and you can't see. Okay. How would life be? Okay, tell me, what would you rather be? Like, if you need to choose one out of all three, what would you, deaf, would you rather be deaf Blind or no smell? Yeah, yeah, no smell. Uh, I'll tell you what I definitely am keeping. Or no taste. Let me take... No, no smell is actually important. But yeah, no smell. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you which one I definitely am keeping by far. I would not be blind. Yes. I want to keep my eyes. (laughs) Is that the one you forgot? (laughs) Yeah, probably. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, being blind... No way, bro. I would rather lose my hearing. It's a tremendous loss because I couldn't listen to music or shit like this. But not being able to see would be pretty detrimental to me. Yeah, I think you just need to adapt. Like, you are not used to seeing anything, so why would you... I think it's worse to develop blindness, if you know what I mean. So you're not born into... Yeah, I think it would be better if you are born into blindness mm-hmm. than when later in life something happens and then you are blind. That mo- yeah. That makes that's, sense. That's kind of, you're going to go through, like, I'm guessing, some sort of grief. You're losing one of your... Yeah, you could, you could see all this beauty and now you can't yeah. anymore. But, like, when you are born into it, it's more like the fact that... Uh, you didn't you just saw black so yeah what what actually do you what actually are you missing you know you know something i actually read they always thought that um what's it called some emotion are just so like humanly constructed like it's just part of society so they have asked like blind people uh what what does smiling mean to them and um, blind people that have never seen a face, they've never seen what an emotion looks like. They're still smiling, right? Yeah. They're still, you know, having those deep, happy feelings. The feelings we always knew were there. Even though they, yeah, yeah. But the expressions, they've never seen that in their lives, yet they know what it is to smile. Wow. You get what I mean? So it's not, it's really not a social construct, right? Being smiling. It's just you being happy you feel great and it is why your muscles just contract yeah. and they need to smile and it's not it's not yeah socially constructed it's so so listen guys smile more please to all the listeners please smile more <laughs> it is built in our system fuck fuck this sad world good vibes only good vibes, good vibes only man good vibes only just yeah. as I cracked a new beer <laughs> <laughs> no but Honestly, honestly, like, I think there's a lot of things that are just genetically built into you. Like, think about birds. Okay. Like, birds have, like, expertise. Yeah, yeah, I study veterinary, guys. I'm, trust me, trust me on this shit. No, I'm joking. 
Don't always trust me. <laughs> I say a lot of bullshit. A lot of bullshit. But not on this but podcast. Not on this. Yeah, not on, not on this podcast. Not in this when I know what I'm talking about. Oh. So what so, about birds? So there are birds that like have dances like where they literally like need to dance to impress a female. Think about a peacock. Oh yeah. So a peacock, they have the, those big expanding feathers, you know, like makes them big and stuff like that. It makes him, it doesn't make sense because it makes his flying worse, uh-huh. yeah. which you would think to, you know, escape predators. Yeah, attract yeah. attention. You know? Exactly. They, like, physically, it is such a harder thing to do. But um, now they developed this. They yeah. developed this very thing to reproduce more because it's sexy you know the female wants this beautiful wings pause yeah it, it got to this point where like there would be birds that dance uh-huh. and, like have these bright feathers and they would have like a initiation dance uh-huh. where the female decides okay if you dance good enough yeah we fucking if you don't dance good enough, ah, yeah, not, sorry, sorry, bro. You're not next time. Yeah, yeah, next time. <laughs> you, you are not carrying on your genetics. You are not, that, that's what a, what, that's what an animal needs to do, you know? <laughs> I love how we started from Italy and now we're at, what, birds? Oh, yeah, guys. Like, literally, yeah, so we. This only happens when I'm with you, though. <laughs> we are so lost in this conversation now. It's, but it's fun though. It's fun though. Yeah. It's fun though. How was what's it called? Actually, I've never asked you this. You've definitely asked me why I went into medicine. But why did you go into vet? I've never actually asked you that. You've always told me what you want to do after. Okay, listeners, I'm going to be honest with you. Straight up. I had a lot of things I could have studied. Uh-huh. I'm actually naturally really good in math, but it doesn't fit my personality. Okay. And then I was like, okay, I I, want to do medicine. I want to do medicine. Medicine or veterinary and stuff like that. I was really considering medicine. Uh And then just shit happened in my life. And I was like, yeah, no, it doesn't work for me. And then I was like, yeah, veterinary is my option. And... uh, Man, I fucking love veterinary. Yeah. I I really like what I'm studying. I really like you what I'm studying. You prefer working with animals than humans, I guess. I think humans are just stupid. Yeah. Humans are just stupid. Humans hurt other humans. There's really rarely that a dog would hurt another dog. But, but it happens. But it's due to humans training them. Yeah training them to hate other dogs it's not a natural instinct Uh dogs come from wolves wolves work in packs the fuck why would they just obviously they fight against each other but that's alpha against alpha yeah not random fucking i'm i mean every weekend somewhere in the world there's thousands of illegal dog fights yeah I've seen a cockfight. A cockfight. 
Yeah, I mean the the bird pause the birds. Um, <laughs> Is that legal in, though? In Indonesia, no, it's illegal, but there's a lot of betting of it. A whole. But then we reverse that. You are not in Indonesia, but you know there's a lot of betting. We we don't mention any illegal things. <laughs> I guess so. For safety purposes. For safety purposes. For safety purposes. Ah, uh, but have you ever seen a a dog fight? I mean, like. So I've I've never been to a cop fight, but I've seen it on movies somehow. I mean, some way I've seen it. Isn't it like on uh, documentaries? Or... No, not even documentaries. It, it wasn't there like a cop fight in uh, one of the Hangover movies. Oh, probably. Hundred percent. I haven't seen them in. I haven't seen those movies in a while. But classic yeah. movies. I swear, in like number two, there was a cop fight or somehow. I mean, the one Chinese guy. Like, oh my god! Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Oh jeez. I haven't seen them in a while, actually. So, I mean, I saw it through that. Uh-huh. And I mean, shit like that happens. What the fuck? Since when are chickens so fucking aggressive <laughs> that they just want to kill other chickens? I don't know. I mean, maybe they got what's it called? They trained them to get their food in the the other chicken. I don't know. I don't know how you get them to get the them. humans. The humans fucking are a negative influence on them. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Probably. But okay, I don't even know how we got to this. I would like to continue, but I mean, just look back on the fact that yes. Sign language? Yeah, no, no, not sign language. But what I want to say is, like, fucking the the animal is very interesting in the way that I think it all it also branches into like humans, uh-huh. where we also have that natural instinct. Yeah, you know, we have that natural instinct of like. Uh, animal, I don't know, somehow... Animalistic behavior? Yeah, I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we tie back again into the sign language, man. <laughs> I mean, these guys were like, I'm in this primal animal state. I want to eat tonight. I want to kill that motherfucking, I don't know, buck or whatever it was with their spears and shit. And they didn't have a language and they were just pointing. Yeah. And they just knew... <laughs> Kill that bitch. <laughs> Don't you think that somehow must have happened? And then, like, they just knew what each other was saying without needing that social construct. Yeah. But the social construct just made it so widely known that everyone in the, like, world uses it now. Yeah. I get what you mean. But... <laughs> have you ever seen a, like those videos where uh so this is this might be just south africa because uh-huh. we are a third world country Fair you know we did we we do shit like this <laughs> so one of our presidents were talking and they needed to have like a, was it a zoom a zoom i have no idea i have no idea but she needed to do like sign language and shit uh-huh. and uh she didn't know what she was doing. Oh <laughs> she God. would just like do these random shit and it would mean absolutely nothing. <laughs> but she got good pay and like, I mean, and like they got complaints and shit. They were like, yeah, what, what the fuck is this person saying? 
<laughs> is our president like a little bit retarded? <laughs> no, I'm joking. That's how I do it. He's not. He's not. He's. I think it's just a system that gone a bit wrong, mm-hmm. if I can say it like that. That it would go to. But yet again, this is just South Africa. We are. <laughs> we are unique. But you're going there again for. We have to go there one day for sure. Guys, okay. Let me tell you, South Africa is amazing. Amazing. I've lived there for, yeah, about two years. But I do remember one of our security guards, he told us uh, South Africa is, what's it called? It's like a beautiful woman. Unfortunately, that woman has AIDS. (laughs) It's a beautiful country. It's a lot of, what's it called? Nice scenery, nice animals, even nice people. But... This woman has AIDS, and there's a lot of violence, a lot of crime, but it can outshine the the bad parts and the, you know, the country that I wish people knew more about. Yeah, South Africa. I But South Africa, like, for nature, is amazing. The nature is beautiful there. We have, you can literally drive anywhere, and you'll find just unimaginable but different different you can go to like in the middle of south africa which is like Bloemfontein. Bloemfontein. yeah it's really oh, like farming country it's like farming country but like the whole area that free start area is like really dry sometimes and it's like mountainy but then you go more south you find woods you find like crazy woods Titicama, like it's amazing, like there were elephants living there and it was fucking so cool. It's beautiful, beautiful day is three of it. And then I mean just our coastlines. Yeah. I mean unimaginable. No, and then even if you go to like the North Cape, like it's just flat land uh-huh. where it's really it's really known for its hunting. It's really known for its hunting because it's just huge fucking farms and these guys just and sorry gvo listeners uh this is me coming in we had a real technical difficulty <laughs> yeah it just cut out uh i don't know what happened i suck with technology but this won't happen again but anyway uh <laughs> during the technical break you know we just talk about everything at the moment uh-huh. And we decided, yo, both of us, okay, I'm less into martial arts than Cedric is, but martial arts is really beautiful, I think. It's a fucking great sport to do, and it teaches you not just physical health, but also to a way mental health. It's It's a lot to do with mental, yeah, I agree. Uh, what's it called? You can't be, what's it called? You need to be disciplined and you need to respect the rules and the traditions of the art. And that takes a mental side of it because you, you're going to quickly find out that most people are just more skilled than you. They just have more skills and you need that mental toughness to battle it out and actually, you know, try to be better, try to be his equal, try to, yes. you know, follow in the footsteps of your, your sensei. You need that mental toughness and that just comes with practice literally it does and uh, what uh 
martial art do you do? Because martial art is a very, it's a bro, it's an umbrella term. It's my, an umbrella term. My first martial art, at least, um, and it's I still practice it to this day. It's judo. I've been doing it since oof, I'm 23, but I I first started in 2007, so I must have been like seven years old. And um, man, I got to tell you, when I first started, it's the same horror that any of my friends that started going into martial arts. You quickly realize that you're very uh, you're a very vulnerable person, right? No skills. You're getting dragged around by people that are sometimes even half your size. And uh, you're like, what the hell is this? It was pretty miserable for the first like first few times I went there because really? you didn't understand what they were doing. Because it's not when you do striking in this specific type of martial so, arts, so, it makes sense, right? Because so, you're you see it, you throw a punch. Explain what judo pretty much is, like because I think there's I didn't properly know what judo was because I've heard of it, but I don't understand because as far as I know. Judo is you throw someone down. It's the it's the art of getting someone from a standing position to underground position. Yes. Yes. So the best way I can describe and the best yeah the best way I can describe it is most people know what wrestling is. It's a standing type of wrestling where the objective, like you said, is to go to bring your opponent to the ground flat on his back. There are obviously other multiple ways you can win in uh, judo. That's what makes it, in my opinion, interesting. But the base core is, yeah, getting your opponent down on the ground, flat on his back. And that is judo in essence. That's judo in essence. That's the goal we want to achieve. But there's also other ways to submit your opponent. You know more, you know just as much as me because you do jujitsu, but you're able to pin your opponent on the ground and you need to submit whether it be a stranglehold, whether it be an arm lock, those are what's legal in judo as well. Um, but I can't go for the legs or the knee. That's one way to actually win the um, judo matches, you know, strangleholds, arm locks, or pinning him for 20 seconds on his back. So I actually heard a really interesting thing from jiu-jitsu today. Yeah. And it's actually so cool. Like, there's top game and there's bottom game. Yes. The majority of martial arts are top game. Yes. Yeah. Jiu-Jitsu is the only bottom game type of sport. Well, you got you got to think about it. It, it must have been pretty revolutionary because here you have a martial art where you being on the ground, head and your opponents on top of you being in full control, you can still win this match. Because That's true. It doesn't just end by getting taken down. Exactly. It ends with... To the untrained eye, when you see this, and you're down on the ground, and someone's towering over you, it's over. He can throw you punches. If you can't control your opponent, he's the one, definitely the one controlling you. So you can't go anywhere, and you're, you're essentially fucked. <laughs> but what jiu-jitsu is, learning maneuvers and sets of, you know, perfect position depending on the situation... And you're able to actually be on top of him or even just stay on the ground and being able to submit him. That's insane. Like, that, that's a beautiful perspective. Yeah, exactly. That is, a beautiful, that, that is so precisely said. Exactly. Whereas I love watching striking. It's so much fun, right? 
Yeah, it's, it's different. It's, it's different. different. It's different, different games. It's different. But learning, learning to actually, the way that I like to see wrestling compared to striking is you can still finish your opponent in a more controlled way. In as I would say, obviously you can control someone with punches. That's more than possible. We've seen that in matches. But there's this explosiveness aspect aspect of it, where it's like it's a little bit chaotic. You get what I mean? Whereas when you're wrestling, you're kind of like moving with the waves and seeing how your opponent goes and you're able to submit him without essentially physically harming him. He gets choked, obviously, he passes out, but his physical body is still the same. Whereas punches, you're getting damaged, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I mean, look at boxing even. Yeah. Boxing is much more damaging to the head than jujitsu is. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you ain't getting fucking concussions and shit. The worst injuries I've seen from jujitsu came down to three things. It's either an upper body joint that's been popped. It's either knee. Yeah. Or, and it's the le- less severe out of all of them, is cauliflower ears. Oh, you get what I mean? You, you know you never fuck with a guy that has cauliflower ears. Oh, that yeah. is the worst decision there's ever. Two, there's two cases where... The guy has a cauliflower. Either he does martial arts or he does rugby. <laughs> so it's got to be one or the other. Either way, like you don't really want to mess with that type of guy. It's... You know, the rugby boys are tough boys. <laughs> Depending if they're stable or not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because exactly. I can tell you someone from jiu-jitsu will definitely be stable. But a guy from rugby, especially with our team, some of them are loose cannons. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, the other weekend, we had a guy... He threw his gum guard to the ref. <laughs> yeah, bro. But to all respect, the ref was dog shit. He, he, he was, was terrible. He was terrible. He was terrible. Like, there, there was absolutely no excuse for what he did, like throwing the gum shit and flipping him off. But, but, big but, big there's but. a big but. I do understand that day. This guy was such an asshole. Like, really. Does it even watch rugby? Like the Hungarian refs, it's so messed up. So these guys, it's literally like you get paid, okay, eighty thousand forints. That's what. That's uh, a hundred and two hundred euro, two thousand two hundred euros. No, two hundred euros. Yeah, two hundred euros for what three hours out of your day? It's nothing, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. Being a ref for rugby. So these guys. Like, it's not a lot, but they get paid good. Mm-hmm. So they don't give a shit about rugby because it's just, they get paid good. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And I remember you even asked one of them if you're going to watch the match or not. And he's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. It's like one of the, France against South Africa, and he's not even going to watch that as a ref. Yeah, like, so we are really big rugby fans. Like, really big yeah. rugby if fans. If it's not martial arts, it's, yeah. We, we watch a lot of rugby. More rugby than martial arts, I would say. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really into rugby at the moment. But we've talked about this with uh, Christopher. <laughs> Especially when you're practicing in a team and you're that close. I've actually never mm-hmm. watched as much rugby as I do now. Like, I'm more of a fan of rugby now than I was when I discovered it. Like, it's crazy, Literally, right? Literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll be watching games where France is not playing. If South Africa is playing, I'll, obviously, I'll watch it. Fucking even Wales, random-ass game. It's always fun, you know? And it's, yeah, like, the rugby is... 
I don't know. I think it's the culture we have. I think it's really the culture we have. But rugby is actually really cool. It's actually... <laughs> I talked of these... Uh, so I have some of these girls in my university. Yeah. Uh, you use that as your pickup line on the rugby player at Excel's. Yeah, I won no. <laughs> man of the match. <laughs> I should do that. But yeah, I yeah. Don't. I don't. Um, <laughs> but pretty much. So they told me rugby is like the gayest non-gay sport thing. <laughs> because it's literally just men touching each other. Ah, it's... I, I get what I get what they mean. Football? Touching is a bit of a it's not touching, it's grabbing, I would say. But like look at football. Yeah. Like a little bit of contact is nothing. In a scrum, I put my head between two big fucking people. If you are the lock, you put your head between these big fucking hundred and twenty kilogram guys just next to their asses. Like it's crazy. But you know what? I I'm watching the World Cup right now, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie, I'm actually pretty invested because like the matches sometimes the are pretty, yeah, it's pretty interesting sometimes some of the matches, especially some of the upsets. But what I can't stand is always the diving, like you know, maybe some of them are actually hurt, but man, they just they fall down like flies. It's but crazy. I mean, they can get a penalty out of it. Yeah, yeah, so they do. It's worth it. It's, it's worth, worth it. it. But as a viewer, man. It's, it's really terrible. Good. It's terrible. When I see that in rugby, I'm like, yo, get this get this guy out of here. <laughs> like, what's this? Why is he diving like this? Obviously, you are not playing the right sport. Then, yeah, yeah. Bro. <laughs> but some of this World Cup has been... You probably haven't watched any matches, have you? With I follow it a bit, but not a lot. Like, Japan and Korea are qualified. I Japan definitely... It's crazy. Got, Germany is out. Germany's out. Germany yeah. is Germany out. out. Italy's not playing... Spain almost got even out, man. It's crazy. It's anybody's game, you know. I I want to see Argentina, Portugal. I would be insane. I heard predictions that watch Senegal, England. Senegal, England. Upset. You think Senegal's gonna win? I didn't even know there was gonna be a match. England, Senegal. Yeah, but if you want to watch an upset, watch that game. Just a feeling. I just, I just a feeling. Just a feeling. When's the final though? It's gotta be big. No idea. Who do you think? Okay, who do you think will win the World Cup? I think either Brazil or Argentina. If I had to put money, yeah. I, think. I also think uh, Brazil. Because but Argentina, not that sure about, but definitely Brazil. They're 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 playing in a crescendo because their first game was it wasn't that they were atrocious. It's just Saudi Arabia was just better that day. Um, they what's it called? They're playing in crescendo. They're getting better and better. Unfortunately, didn't they lose against Korea or something? Who? Argentina. Oh, no. no, I don't know. No, probably not. I don't follow that much. <laughs> <laughs> I I watch a little bit and that's all, that's all. But I try to follow it. it it's interesting. Well, the fucking thing is, it's in December. We're supposed to having we're supposed to have a barbecue, chill it's, in the heat. 
no exams, you know, just, you know, in vibe. summer vacation. Now it's so depressing because there's no light outside. Yeah. It's, it's not snowing, but it's, it's getting not cold. the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. For me, winter, like winter fall vibe is supposed to be rugby. And then summer, yeah, football. Interesting. Oh, that yeah. that's really true that like different sports have different seasons sort of well the, the 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 biggest viewerships yeah usually for football it'd be like actually spring because like that's where the champions league are and then close to summer you have the final whereas rugby it's more of like the biggest one would be the autumn series Literally. which is i think it's the most watched, or maybe it's the rugby championships yeah something like that yeah. but then then you go on the winter break right yeah it's, it's, it's too cold. It's really too cold. <laughs> it's too cold, man. You Even for us, we can't practice. Like, I would rather be in the heat than in the cold. Even the final, bro, the cold was insanely... Your first game against uh, Deberson, it was so cold. Guys, us... we were literally like, like, one of my friends, I think he was dying. <laughs> he was literally, like, freezing. We were freezing. Christopher, like, he was shaking. Yeah, he was I shaking. needed to give him, like, my big jacket because he was just... The pitch was wet. It was terrible weather. Yeah, no. And then when we did the final, it was scorching hot. Like it was so hot, but it was better for me, even though it was more tiring. Ooh. I just felt better because, well, I did score a try. But oh, that, oh, that's that might be why it helped. Well, you too as well, actually. Did I? You did that before the end of the first round. I can't remember that. You can't remember? That was so important, by the way. There's one try I can remember. Which one? You scored it? When I played sevens. Oh, Ooh, it was a I, nice try. I wasn't there. I played against the Hungarian national team. This guy runs. I dummy him. For those guys that can't see, a dummy is like when you want to pass, but you fake it. You fake and it. And then you just run. Yeah. And I faked it, and I ran, and... I just broke the defense and I was one-on-one -on, -one on the back row, like the, the guy that like is on the back, stepped the shit out of him and then scored. Hungarian national team, I'm not playing, yeah. <laughs> but yet again, we got fucking beaten 57-7. 57-7? Yeah, like something crazy like oh that. Oh my God. So it was honestly just a lucky try they are really good, uh -huh. but I will still take it. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. I will still take it, yeah. Do you, you love playing sevens? I actually, I way prefer playing 15s than sevens. But but I, I quickly want to hear, did you play football ever in your life? Or was it like majority just rugby? So I did play football for three years, but that was when I was very young in elementary. I remember it was in uh, San Francisco. Yeah, I would play football. But I started doing rugby when I lived in South Africa. Because it was the national sport at the time. They were like, yo, you should try this out. And I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. And so even in like San Francisco, was um, football bigger than like... Yeah, because yeah, there's, there's a huge Mexican community. And they love football. So really? it was a lot of matches with the... My school club and then we would yeah against other schools and the majority were like mexicans yeah that's that's pretty yeah. cool yeah yeah california <laughs> california <laughs> exactly uh did you ever play football 
No, never. Because it's an, it's not a national sport. Like but I would think I would think that South Africa would be a huge football country. Because I'm sure the majority... I mean, but look at the rankings. Look at, like, if you compete, like, South Africa is pretty top in the food chain if it comes to rugby. Yeah, it is, it is. Bafana, Bafana, yeah. Bafana, Ish, Ish. They got tired of the Vuvuzelas. Oh, my God. Guys, the Bafana, Bafana, the South African national team is just dog shit. Is it dog shit? No, it's not dog shit, but we, like... Compared to our rugby, uh-huh. it ain't the same level, man. So, yeah. like, the viewership is more, as my parents let me grew up in it. It's, I loved it. It's fucking cool. Yeah. We, you literally grow up to play rugby. Yeah. Like, guys, viewers, go have a look a bit at South African school rugby. Oh, my shit. Like it's vicious. It's so it's so good. Like these boys, like you are growing up to fucking play rugby, man. Yeah, yeah. literally. Oh, it's so much fun. Even in France, maybe not to the level of South Africa, but the young, the young ones when they first start, it's because in some parts of France, like rugby is so so important to them. But I heard the southwest part of France is like really rugby populated. Yeah. yeah. Southwest for sure, even the south like Bordeaux yeah. areas like that. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Well, Bordeaux, uh, Montpellier, Toulouse, Toulon. Oh, I mean Toulouse. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah Toulouse. Fucking amazing. Even teams. well, Cheslin Kobe did both of them. He did the rivalries so Toulon and Toulouse. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, even used to be in Toulon. Even Etzebe. Yeah. That's crazy. Given Etebef is the the workhorse of the South African national when you, team. When you put that to... Because I thought the nickname for Peter Stavutoy was the workhorse. And in Ibn Etebef is the engine room. Oh, that's even a better word. That is <laughs> even a better room. word than the engine room. The engine room, yeah. He is the engine you're pushing, room. You're pushing your, your, your team, your players. He is... He is Man, there's a video of him grabbing this uh, this Australian player, man, and he looks him in the eyes, and you can see through the camera that through his eyes, yeah, he's telling him, "Yo, I would fucking kill your ass, bro. It's fucking intense." Yeah. No, but I must say. At the end, it's all about the game. It's all about the game. Like afterwards, they were like, "Yeah, what's yeah, up?" They shared a beer. Exactly. They shared a beer. Yeah. Exactly. It's the sport, man. Peter said he deserved that red card, though. So, guys, okay, yeah. For the viewers that don't follow rugby, I I think it's the majority of the viewers. Yeah. But, so. Fucking intense. This guy gets a red card. Red card is like the worst card you can get in rugby. And uh, what he pretty much did is he dived in into a ruck and he hit one of the French players. Dante. Dante. And he's 110 kilos. He's, he's a, a huge big, man. He's a unit and he got hurt with. Uh, what, what happened? Well, Peter Sebutoy, like, he unfortunately 
was going down on his knees like he fell because it's normal but uh Dante was in the way like he was lying like his, his leg he was lying down right with his uh what's it called with his uh upper body up so he's kind of like just chilling there the problem is then Peter Sebatoy gets pushed by Quaka Smith and his head it's a head-on-head contact head on head like temporal to the orbital fissure of Dante and you gotta remember Peter Sebatoy is two meters tall and 120 kilos so that's Jeez. a huge bullet and what, didn't he like get a fracture he, he got a fracture yeah a fracture of what did he get the orbital fissure something crazy yeah so you know it's serious yeah guys i mean that's fucking pretty intense even i i've nathan story time <laughs> nathan story time i think do you know what i will make this my last story and then we knock off this podcast <laughs> because we are really high <laughs> We are talking so much bullshit, so... <laughs> but it's fun, yeah. <laughs> but I agree, I agree, I agree. All right, go ahead. Maven story time. So, during rugby, I fractured my skull. You can literally feel it. So, from uh, fucking... What is this? The eyebrow. <laughs> yeah, pretty much from my eyebrow upwards to, like, halfway of my skull, I fractured my, like... So I got hit on head contact uh-huh. by one of, we were practicing in high school, hit on head contact, guy hits me, and a uh, fucking skull fracture. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, woke, like, it, it hit my body, and I, like, completely, how can I say it? It felt like I had pins and needles all over my body, passed out, dropped on the ground, woke up again. Bro, I was fine. I was like, I no woke way. up. No, 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 no. So I felt it. I gave this big grunt. They like stop it. I get, I gather my shit together. They do the like concussion test for me. Uh-huh. Bro, all I didn't know is how I got to school. I knew everything, I knew what happened and stuff like that, but I didn't know how I got to school. Uh-huh. I didn't know if my mom dropped me off or, or if I Ubered, I don't know. Uh-huh. But anyway, we drive, my mom's there, she takes me. I open up the door, I'm like, yo, wait. I throw up, blood in my throw up, like blood. Uh-huh. I'm like, fuck. Head got hit. And you're, you're... I'm vomiting blood, blood in the brain. I was freaking out. I'm like, mom, I'm, I'm fucking blood in the brain. Um, yeah. We get to the ER and shit. I'm literally just vomiting so much blood. I had a bucket of fucking vomiting so much blood. And um, literally the guy next to me, literally the guy next to me broke his back also in rugby. Oh, Jesus. Okay. But not, not, at least not like not being able to walk uh-huh. just like one of those uh, yeah you're... yeah like not as severe but still pretty bad yeah it's still fucking yeah. breaking your back i hear what you mean and uh also one of the reasons i decided not to become a veterinarian that, uh-huh. uh, it was just i was i never want to be in that situation 
ever again. Uh-huh. Where I am the doctor and need to look after these people that fucking vomiting blood in a fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. and then back broken. But anyway, and uh, they take a scan, shit like that. I'm okay. I just had a blue eye. For a week, I was just watching series at home. And then my series ended and I was like, okay, I'm ready to go to school. <laughs> and then I just went back to school. I was like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> I had this big fucking blue eye. I was like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> but uh, anyway, guys, um, I'm cutting it a bit shorter than normal. It's 56 minutes. Still, that's not too bad. Uh, yeah, I was, I was aiming for an hour, but I'm really high now. So. <laughs> So for all the bullshit we talked today, I hope uh, you really enjoyed it. I know we enjoyed it. I definitely we fucking love this. Um, even though we are under the influence. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, I sign off on another GVO podcast, the Good Vibes Only podcast. I'm here with Cedric. Yeah. Uh, do you have any last words? No, this was a lot of fun. I'll definitely be back, and I hope uh, the listeners are still tuning in for your next one. For sure. Okay. Thank you. Blah, 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 blah.